Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. The West Cork podcast is coming to Limerick. A good friend of the Limerick Today show, uh, Dermot McIntyre, is with me in the studio. He's the founder and director of the successful Hearsay Audio Festival, as well as a documentary maker himself. Good morning to you, Dermot. How are you? Good morning, Joe. uh, We also have the producer of the West Cork podcast, Jennifer Ford, who has Limerick Connection. She's on the line. Good morning to you, Jennifer. How are you? Good, thanks very much. Good morning. So, Dermot, there are um, people listening to us this morning who have been riveted by the West Cork podcasts, and then there are others who probably wouldn't have the first clue what we're talking about. What is it? The podcast or West Cork? Or both. <laughs> I think we know where West Cork is. Tell me about the podcast. <laughs> the podcast, actually, I think it's probably Jennifer's call to tell you maybe more about the podcast. But I, I got to say, Joe, I was one of those people. Um, I was actually aware of the, the West podcast... <laughs> The West Cork podcast goes into the uh, maybe a lot more of the details and the the theories and the world surrounding the death of Sophie Toscan de Plantier in West Cork. And I think for me, I remember hearing that the podcast was going to be made and uh, way back in 2015 when um, Eric Nuzum from Audible was over at the Hearsay Festival. And there was a lot of dread for me as a listener going... Okay, you've got people coming from the outside, coming to, to a story that I thought I knew everything about. And at the same time, how are they going to deal with local nuances, sensitivities, sensitivities um, communities, legal issues, legal issues, everything. And I was one of those people who from episode one was just drawn in and realised I knew nothing about this case. I knew nothing uh, about the complexities of the case and the theories that were surrounding it. And I gotta say, Jen and Sam did an amazing job. Well, you're a radio man, you're an audio man, um, you're a documentary maker. Essentially, what is the difference between a podcast and what you and I are doing now on live radio? Ah, oh, that's a tough one, Joe. Um, I think. It, there's a couple of different ways on it. One of them is actually where you hear it and how you hear it. Uh, so podcasting is often, uh, maybe a good way to think of it, is something like Netflix, where you're choosing when you're going to listen, uh, on what device you're going to watch it. So some people will watch on their iPad in bed. Some people will say, I'm going to watch it on my telly, but I'm going to do it at a time that I choose. And the other big difference uh, for me is often sometimes the depth that you can go into things. So what we're doing here is maybe quite like a newspaper. It's incredibly current. It's incredibly based on what's happening right here, right now. And we get a chance to to dive into something. But in a podcast, we get to dive in really deep. So you might have a news story. If there's a development in the uh, in, in the Tosca and the Plantier case, You'd be there and we'd probably get an interview from a seasoned journalist, but maybe 10 minutes. In this case, the for the West Cork podcast, I'd have to say it was probably about seven, eight hours. And Jennifer could probably tell you more based yeah. <laughs> over hundreds and hundreds of hours of being on the ground and investigating. 
Yes, Jennifer. I mean, why this subject, the Sophie Tosca and Duplantier murder, and why a podcast series? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. It's definitely not as though we went out looking for a murder to make a podcast about and then, you know, had a, a short list and this one went out. It, it, Sam and I were... Um, looking for looking for you know any any stories you know just keeping an eye out for interesting things and came across an article um in the newspaper here in in london and it was about um, it was right before ian bailey took um, his action in the high court where he was essentially suing the guards and the state for wrongful arrest and harassment and um it all just uh struck us as, as quite curious as, as you when you introduced me I, I have family actually from limerick and um we were going over to dublin anyway and we're talking to family and said, oh, we've heard about this story and this guy and he, he, he was set up. And certainly the, the newspaper and article in the UK framed the whole thing around Garda corruption. It was sort of an article about Garda corruption and said that this was one of several examples. Um, and when we, we kind of, when we explained the story to my family, they were like, well, it's definitely more complicated than that. So we went to the high court, we sat in on the trial and, and just saw this sort of layer upon layer of witnesses and kind of elements to this case. And it struck us that it would be the kind of story that you're kind of always looking for, where it's about a very specific thing in a very specific place and time. And for many reasons, this crime could only have played out the way it played out in West Cork. But at the same time, it's about really universal questions and themes about, um, you know, guilt and about how one's supposed to behave in a really extreme uh, scenario about the kind of what the unresolvedness does to a to a family of the victim, to a suspect, to a community. So we had all these really universal themes and questions that we wanted to explore. Right. We're chatting to producer Jennifer Ford of the West Cork podcast uh, and uh, also uh, we are talking to the founder and director of the Hearsay Festival here in Limerick, Dermot McIntyre. Did you get extraordinary levels of cooperation around the West Cork podcast, Jennifer? Yeah, we did. Um, it was kind of incredible. I mean, we had um, the sort of, we had a really long list but but top of the list were Sophie's family um, and um, Ian Bailey and his partner Jules. It felt like, you know, for practical reasons, um, you couldn't really do it without Ian um, and I, th I think also without Jules. And then for kind of ethical reasons, it felt like we couldn't do it without Sophie's family. So the first thing we did was go to Paris and speak to Sophie's family and they were... They were, you know, extremely co I mean, extremely cautious, but then extremely cooperative. To them, the most important thing is that this story stays in the public eye, that people don't forget about it, that people don't forget about the injustice of it, um, and that and they feel like, um, you know, people knowing about the case, keeping it in the public eye, will eventually kind of further it towards some resolution and justice. Um, and Ian Bailey, at the time when we spoke to him, hadn't been speaking to the media. Um, the, the High Court case was on. He was being very cautious. So it took um, time, and we went, you know, we did several trips to, to West Cork over several months and gradually sort of started to, to you know, get quite long um, interviews with him. But with everybody, with everybody else, it was sort of an unknown because it feels like, with with uh, with Ian and also with Sophie's family, it's very clear why they would want people to know about it. They both feel that they're living 
um, a great injustice. But we worried that everybody else would sort of feel like we were meddling. And so we were extremely cautious. But we found that once we got speaking to actual people who are witnesses in the case, who've been affected by this case, um, you know, who who we found that they really feel the injustice and the lack of resolution and found that, in, in fact, people were incredibly open and incredibly willing to talk if they felt like it could somehow help to end the sort of limbo that everybody is in. Right. Uh, Jamie, this is all very interesting, but people will obviously want to know, well, why are you talking about it on Limerick's local radio station? It, it, it's coming to the theatre stage here. It's coming it? to the theatre stage. Uh, it's in the Lime Tree on Sunday the 13th of October. And we had Jennifer and Sam uh, at the Hearsay Festival um, back in April because we wanted to really go in behind the scenes of how do they make this? How do you distill hundreds and hundreds of hours? And then how do you identify points of these amazing moments? Like, uh, I think Jennifer's almost downplaying that level of access. There's this amazing scene in the podcast where she's in the taxi with Ian Bailey on the way to the court and Ian is getting more and more aggravated as they're caught in traffic and his lawyer is ringing in. And maybe that's the difference between what you can get in a in a podcast and there's people coming out of the woodwork and speaking to them. They've got the tapes and all that. So what we're going to be doing is the amount of people who uh, I ever talk about audio and podcast, they will say, oh, yeah, I love podcasts. I love the West Cork podcast. That's on my list and then I would say, did you know they were in Kilfinnan doing sessions in April? No, no, seriously. I, oh. And then they want to talk about the case. They want to ask questions. They want to know what Jen and Sam thought or what got left out, out of those hundreds of hours that they talk about. And that's where the West Cork Live in Limerick show is coming. And we're actually going to be doing it with live music from uh, led by a guy called Wes Swing from America who's coming over. And he's going to be scoring it live. And what Jen and Sam are going to be doing is not just taking uh, a behind-the-scenes look at it, not just taking questions and answers and, and talking about the case, but there's also going to be, as part of the show, a live performance of brand-new material from this summer. Right. I mean, Jennifer, it sounds absolutely fascinating talking to Jennifer Ford, who's the producer of the West Cork podcast, and Dearbid McIntyre with me in the studio from the Hearsay Festival um, uh, on the, the um, stage of the Lime Tree uh, coming up uh, on Sunday next at 8pm. Uh, is it a minefield, though, doing this sort of thing <laughs> live? Um, well... What do you mean, sort of legally? Or well, I mean, that, that's only part of it that I can think of. But yes. me next Monday. What we'll happens see. in the room stays in the room, Joe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With 500 people there, I don't think so. Sam and I, hope, we're hoping we won't have to go into hiding next week. But, um, well, we have, uh, yeah, we have thought of, I mean, Sam and I have, have spent, I guess, like four years now trying not to have an opinion on the case. Our, our idea was to, to present both sides and, and just be sort of straight down the line and really balanced. It felt like um, if there's anything if there's, if there's anything this case is not short of, it's it's opinion and people expressing that opinion. And, and certainly that's been part of, you know, the sort of what's kind of dogs this case is, is all those kind of, you know, rumours that grow legs. So, we're really tried to um, to be really fair, and so we're really that that's sort of our line on it. 
Um, and as Dearman said, we you know we've got um, incredible material from the trial in Paris. We were there in May covering that for the week. So um, we'll be playing some of that. I mean, yes, we will have um, a lawyer to look over <laughs> the, the script first, just to sort of check. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's you know the, it's all the behind the scenes stuff and stories stuff like as Dearman said that didn't make it into the podcast right. and then um, and, stuff and, from and, Paris. Do you have a sense of the reaction, by the way, from the main players who participated in uh, the West Cork podcast series as to how they feel about it now? How they feel about the podcast yeah. or the case? Or the... Oh, well, not the yeah. case, yeah, but the, but the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they were, yeah. I mean, we had no idea whether when we finished, you know, what people would make of it. Um, and we were really pleased with it um and i think maybe that's uh you know like i was saying sort of down the line i think that 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 the that was the kind of curious thing basically is how in terms in in in, in creating something that's balanced when you've got two sides who um believe opposing things um how will they feel about that you know how would ian bailey feel that we didn't just tell the story of of a man wrongfully accused and how would the French family feel that we didn't tell the story of, you know, Ian Bailey, the um, guilty man. So um, so we wondered, but I think they, they did understand that and they were really pleased with it. And I think that they understood then what balance looks like, you know, and mm-hmm. that you've got in order to, to be able to tell their part of the story in a way that's then a respected piece of journalism. You have to be fair and tell the other part of the story as well and leave it up to the listener to decide. And and Jennifer, just tell me about your Limerick connections. Oh, so my parents are both from Limerick, in fact. So, um, they, uh, we spent some time there growing up. My, um, went to um, Milford Grange if any listeners know Milford Grange we lived there for a, a year um, but uh, but yeah so my parents but then we grew up in London but um, I still have cousins in Limerick Okay so it's but, a yeah. bit of a homecoming for you then to come to yeah. the country next Sunday Yeah well we have um, we're doing a show in Cork the night before that's sold out and then um, Dearman got in touch and said how about swinging by Limerick on the way home so um, it seemed like because of you know family and stuff it seemed like a nice thing to do so we're really excited about it Right Fantastic One last question for you Dearman Do you have to have listened to this podcast to go along on Sunday you'll probably get more out of it if you have I think you'll definitely get a lot more out of it uh, but at the same time, the case is something that you know all the facts about or you think you know. And what the Cork podcast did was it brought out the witnesses who changed their mind, the the, the prime suspect uh, who is both found guilty and is not guilty all at the same time. So I, I think if you've got a fascination with the case, if you have a fascination with how Irish society works, and equally, if you're really interested in a brand new way of performing something, talking, music, live, questions and answers, speaking, lecturing, all in the one event. I go. And also well worth pointing out that Ian Bailey has always protested his innocence in relation to um, uh, this and uh, never even been charged in Ireland, of course. Um, And I know there was a a case in France in absentia and all of that. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. Really, really interesting. Uh, Tickets at the Lime Tree uh, Theatre if people get in touch. Lime Tree... 
I'm three. Dot, dot, I. I. dot I. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you, Jennifer, thank you, for fascinating. Thank you. Um, nice to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, thank you to Dermot McIntyre, who's founder and director of the Hearsay Festival. So that's the West Cork podcast live at the Lime Tree uh, this Sunday coming. Call Limerick today now on 461995.